What is the Cowboys' biggest concern going into the second half of the season, and what is the latest on Odell Beckham Jr.? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners right now. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. Uh, I uh, went out and voted this morning, and I'm back and ready to take uh, uh, some uh, some questions because there there are a lot of questions, and 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 many of them about a certain free agent wide receiver uh, yeah. who has been on the, uh, the 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 lips of of certain uh, Dallas Cowboys owners. Yeah, I was walking out of the voting booth today and almost forgot to get my sticker because how else would anybody else know that I voted unless I had this little sticker right here. uh all right let's uh let's get to your questions <laughs> a lot of them today yeah. first question from zach he wants to know what is your biggest concern for this team going forward that can keep them from being a serious playoff contender you know i i, I get concerned about injury luck and how poor that can be and you but that's know, everybody I mean, across the league yeah right? that's um I don't know. I mean, I, I think I still, you know, would love to see the offense take it up to the level. I, I know it, it's, you know, kind of trajecting to, but but we haven't seen it yet. So, um, I, and I think we've seen a little bit of it against Chicago, but but I, I would like to have a little bit more certainty about where the offense, that the offense is kind of continuing on its trajectory moving forward. I think that, uh, you know, whether you could say it's the pass game, I would say it's more of my concern is, uh, you know, when the Cowboys need to throw the football, uh, have to throw the football, uh, are they going to be able to protect long enough to get the, yep. the the receivers open the way that they need to in order to kind of do what they need to do? Um, and it's and it's kind of it's it's not so much a specific indictment on pass protection or uh, uh, wide receivers' abilities to get open. I think it's kind of a a, a, a mesh between both a little bit. So For, for me, it's the la- left side of the offensive line. It's yeah. Tyler Smith and McGovern. I, I think when the Cowboys are ahead or in a neutral game script, let me put it that way, Yeah, I think they can kind of hide their offensive line, at least the left side. What makes me nervous is if you're playing in San Francisco in round one of the playoffs and all of a sudden you're down 13 to three and it's the third quarter and it's third and nine. Is that going to have time to, to, to make that throw? I don't know. I don't know. I, they have, they've been fortunate not to get tested by a lot of great pass rushers yet. And even this week, like Rashawn Gary is not going to be there. So how is that going to work when you have it's Nick Bosa or it's Robert Quinn or whoever, going up against you. That's where I'm a little nervous. That's why I think that Minnesota game, kind of going back to it, is really you know one to point to just because yep. I think that that's, that's the kind of defense that I feel like 
you can expect to see probably in the playoffs. So that's why it'll be a very good measuring stick for this All offense. Right. Let's uh, let's stay on the offensive line. Let's question yeah. from Gordon. He wants to know: Have we officially reached the point of confidence where we're not worried about Tyler Biotish on a week to week basis? Yeah, I am. I mean, I feel like he kind of reached that level a little bit late last year, honestly. I thought that he had kind of reached the point where he was, I felt like, a serviceable offensive center. I think this year he's been better than average, you know, I would say. I mean, certainly not replaceable. Um, you know, we came into the offseason kind of thinking that, you know, that that position would be kind of up up for grabs a little bit. Maybe McGovern would get a shot. Uh, maybe maybe uh, some of these other guys would get opportunities. Farniak, uh, but but Biotish never kind of relinquished that, and it never really got close. Uh, and I think that he, uh, you know, showed kind of a little bit of a struggle early on. Uh, but I felt like he's really, really been solid these last, you know, I don't know, four weeks probably. Would you call him a league average center? I would say he's better than league okay. average. I mean, you know, like league average it, center play is not great right now. <laughs> I think it fluctuates a little based on the week in the game. Like he Maybe. goes from being average to maybe slightly below average to maybe slightly above average but i think i think he's in that range between like 13 and 17 13 to 18 every week which is fine it's fine i put him maybe a little bit maybe a little bit higher than that okay. just because i don't know that offensive line play is all that great in the nfl right now <laughs> Jeez, um, so yeah but I, I i don't think he's like a guy that we're i'm like actively looking to replace as it stands right now yeah i 100 percent agree with that right like we're this is really the first time all year that we've had a center conversation outside of, hey, do we like James MP or Alec Lindstrom more, right? Like that's the last time we've talked about the center position. It's been fine. It certainly hasn't killed them at all. Uh, now, the other spots, the left guard spot, a little bit. But I think Biotis has been more than fine. I agree. And honestly, I think the offensive line in general has been fine. You know, it's it, I mean, considering that it was a, a major concern you lose Tyron Smith uh, to to get an offensive line that's just fine that isn't killing you. Uh, that's 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 pretty good. All right, we're going to talk about some Odell Beckham news that happened. I don't even know if it's news, but stuff that happened on Tuesday morning. But before we do that, we wanted to let you know that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour uh, of a complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, uh, uh, 100% online, which makes it so easy. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easy to get started as the world's largest therapy service. They've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searches for the right therapist. They'll have one ready for you, and you can change it anytime. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That is BetterHelp dot com slash locked on all right landon let's let's do an odell beckham update because that's hmm. all anybody wants to know we talked yeah. about him on yesterday's show how he would fit into the cowboys offense whether or not that move would make sense for the cowboys in the short term and the long term 
But after listening to Jerry Jones on 105.3, the fan this morning, talk about how, how good Odell would look with a star on his helmet. Uh, do you think it's more likely that the Cowboys sign him in the upcoming weeks? I, I think we have to remember too, that like the thing that's different from Odell Beckham than like, you know, some of these other people that the Cowboys have considered is that Odell Beckham's a free agent. So there's no worry about tampering here. No. Like, so like, no. you know, that's, that's why Jerry and Mike and all these guys can speak with incredible flowers about, you know, Odell Beckham and, yeah. and what a great player he is and, you know, how much respect we've got for him and all that stuff. I don't know if it changes the angles any at all. Who knows? You know, I mean, again, we we follow a team that has Jerry Jones as the GM. So it's it's going to be constantly with the Wizard of Oz, Charlie, uh, you know, w- w- Willy Wonka, you know, uh, who, we're, our team's the next team with the golden ticket, like, you know, conversations constantly so it, it that really kind of throws the 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 tea leave reading all out of whack i prefer it i prefer when it's more subtle and it's like being offhand comments and then yeah. i'm trying to read those tea leaves uh, when when they muddy the water with like all this kind of salesmanship that's what makes it more difficult but i will say this the odds makers seem to have latched on to a lot of what we were discussing yesterday i'm not that they are using us but i mean i think that they agree right that there are a lot of aspects about this that line up for the cowboys that you know haven't in previous situations like this in the past right the cowboys happen to be in an advantageous cap situation the other teams that are kind of in competition here are all the reasons that we discussed yesterday we don't necessarily need to go back over them again I think that all of that points to a situation where this could really be a thing, you know, that there could, that, that there is so much smoke here that this actually could be a fire. Um, you know, I'm not holding my breath at this point. Um, I, I'd be lying to say if I wasn't constantly refreshing Twitter to see if there was some sort of updated news, but that's just my own, you know, uh, uh, sickness. Um, I, I think as it stands right now, it, I think the Cowboys, if they wanted Odell Beckham Jr., I think that they have the inside track to get him. Uh, the question now becomes, how much is that desire to get Odell Beckham Jr., and does that desire meet the uh, pocketbook needs of Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think anything that Jerry Jones said on Tuesday morning changes my thoughts. I, To be honest, though, Mike McCarthy's thoughts yesterday at his press conference did move the needle a little bit for me. Just some of the quotes that he's had. He said, uh, I've always been a huge fan of his. I've heard so many excellent, excellent things about him. He talked about uh, talking to Ben McAdoo last year, oh, who yeah. was on the staff. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? Who knows? It's fun. Uh, but again, if you want to listen to our full thoughts on Odell Beckham, we did 25 minutes on it yesterday. Uh, by the way, I do know that there is one Oz maker that listens to this podcast religiously. So I don't know, maybe we did change. Maybe we did. Maybe we did affect the odds. Hopefully, we we made a, enough salient points that uh, it actually moved the the odds makers uh, thinking on it. It actually it was the. I'm sure you saw the same odds I did. Uh, it was from that actually the same website. So oh, it's, well, it's possible. Maybe uh, maybe we are moving the odds <laughs> more than we than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question from our friend Yuma Cactus. He wants to know: We haven't seen a fake punt mm. in 2022. Do you think Mike McCarthy will try something in Lambo? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Yuma. Shh, keep it down, man. 
uh, yeah, I mean, I think that I, that's funny he brought it up because I, I hadn't even put that together. You know, obviously, I mean, it feels like really since, um, you know, since he's been here that that kind of has really and, – and I think maybe a lot of it had to do with the fact that that first season was so bad. And they the needed, 2020 season. Yeah, yeah, they just needed to like, you know, try all the fakes they could get their hands on. But uh, it does feel like we've seen kind of a downtick specifically in, in, in fake punts, right? Um, so I, 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 I'm not anticipating one necessarily, but it does feel like the, uh, kind of strategic distance between, uh, 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 fake punts. So they're, so that they're not, you know, anticipated has kind of, we, we've allowed that amount of time. So I think any time now we, we should anticipate a fake pun and, and not think, oh, it's too recent. You know, they, they've, they've, they've definitely, uh tucked it away and hidden it away and made you at least think that this is something that that, that uh yeah because that's my thing with 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 this with this special teams coordinator he's just so he's so well known for like fakes yeah, and for all this stuff smart, right so it's like yeah it's it, it it does feel like you know with with fake punts there has to be kind of a uh, uh a certain amount of time that's passed simply so it loses your kind of constant thought and so that it's actually a surprise when it happens because most of the time, if you just run a fake punt without any element of surprise, you're going to fail miserably. So surprise is a huge element of it, and I think timing is a huge element of surprise. I also think there's a couple other things going on compared to, like, 2020 when we saw a lot of fake punts is, number one, their defense is just way better. So I yeah. think the Cowboys, would I, they love the idea of, hey, let's pin opponents inside their 10-yard line and let our defense kind of cook, right? I think that's playing a part of it. Sure. Number two... They've had a lot of like fourth and longs, like fourth and twelve, yeah. fourth and thirteens, and it's not always easy. They go for a fake punt on some of those, and then when they do get to fourth and one, like we've they seen the last it. couple of weeks, they're just more likely just to hey, we're going to keep our offense yeah. on the field and go get it. We trust them to go get a first down more than having to run some elaborate fake punt. So I think those three things are playing into that. Having said that, I think Mike McCarthy and Bones Fossil are going to be ready this week. Like if they get a look that they like and it's near midfield and they feel like they can swing momentum, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't either. I mean, again, I think you're right though that like kind of the 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 prerequisites for what you would normally see for a, a fake punt, they just haven't quite a, haven't quite met them recently. You right. know, and I, I like you said too, when it's fourth and short, a lot of times the, the down a distance that you would consider to normally going for a fake punt. I think they've just been going for it. Well, and the other time, I mean, another reason why a lot of teams will run a fake punt is if they feel like they are the inferior team and they need to steal possession, right? And as we've seen over the last couple weeks, at least, against the Bears and the Lions, Cowboys' talent is just better. So I don't think they need to have any of this added risk in running it. They just feel like, hey, we kick it, you know, punt it, and we let our defense go on the field. They'll make a play and we'll be fine. But Maybe against the Vikings here in a couple of weeks, or maybe against the Eagles on Christmas Eve. That's when you're more likely to see something like that to swing some momentum. I, I agree. Just my yeah. hypothesis there. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to some more questions. But before we do that, we want to tell you guys about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in the Prize Pick projection. You can win, and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on just about any sport that you watch. 
This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Price Pick app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. All right, Landon, let's get to uh, some more questions. We already have people asking about potential playoff matchups. I, I know we're going into week 10, and we still have a lot of football left. But it is pretty easy to see, like, what's the Cowboys route going to be here? Like, if they don't win their division, they're going to be a wild card, likely playing an NFC West or NFC South team. Is there a team that you're kind of eyeing, kind of hoping the Cowboys play in round one? You know, I I know it's tough because they're a hot team and and all that, but I I wouldn't mind playing Seattle, honestly. That's the one. Yeah. Like I, I really feel like that's a team that has had a lot of success and done way better than they, than anyone ever anticipated. And congrats to them. I think the Cowboys match up really well against them, especially and, um, on offense, right? Yeah, like yeah. I think they could really run the ball against Seattle. Um, yeah, the, the other one. I mean, Atlanta. I, I don't think Atlanta ends up winning the South, but they're tied with the Bucks, and the Bucks have a really hard schedule. If you're telling me that the Cowboys get to go play in Atlanta against Marcus Mariota and their receivers, I'll take it. And their I'll lack of a pass rush, it's, it's not the word. Is there is there a matchup that you don't want to see the Cowboys have in round one? I I mean I'd really hate for the Cowboys to play San Francisco again that, that's <laughs> in, team, in right. round one. You know, like I just feel like there's bad mojo there. You know, and 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 I think if the Cowboys could get a win underneath their belt, it would be a lot better having to play San Francisco. A little bit more confidence there. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's they're uh, they're a tough out. They're a tough team to beat in the playoffs just because of the way that they play and and, and everything involved in that. I agree. That's a team that I. Maybe even more so than the Eagles. Oh, it's definitely more so. I, yeah. Honestly, I would play the Eagles before I would. I would prefer to play the it's, Eagles before I play the 49ers. San Francisco just matches up so well against Dallas. Um, and we know Kyle Shanahan is a really, really good coach. He's really good in the playoffs. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, next question from John. Do you see Damone Clark starting the rest of the year in place of Anthony Barr? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that might be a little bit of a reach. I think he got thrown onto the field even a little bit sooner than they were hoping for just because of the way things worked out. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if by the end of the year that he was taking at least equal snaps or a majority of snaps. But, you know, I think that they've liked mostly what they've gotten from Anthony Barr. Uh, if he's healthy, they're probably going to give him some deference. And, and look, part of it, look, starting is also just – a term that you know we we need to kind of not give as much reverence to because I do feel like you know if he's if he's playing well he will earn snaps and I yeah, think exactly. de- depending on depending on the opponent like he may earn more or less snaps uh, because he's a better fit in, in the game plan that week. I, I agree. Like I think 
I think the right number for him is like 30 snaps. And this is what we were talking about early in the year with Anthony Barr. If Barr can give you 30-ish snaps a game and then you rotate, whether it's Jabril Cox or Damone Clark or whoever as that other linebacker, I think that's the ideal way to go. We'll see if that's ultimately what the Cowboys decide to do after the bye. Uh, next question. Who would you rather keep at the same price next year, Tony Pollard or Dalton Schultz? So Schultz is going to get on the franchise tag like $12 million. Pollard probably won't get that much, but if you have to franchise him, he probably would. I just – I don't know that that would, that would play out that way, but if you're asking me um, – you got to pay one of these guys $12 million for the 2023 season. Who would you rather pay? I think it's probably Schultz. Uh, I agree because he's not a running back. <laughs> and I really like Tony Pollard, but it's for me, you're already paying one running back. I, I'd rather just have the tight ends because you can do so many different things with them. It gives Ferguson and Hendershot some more time to develop. Um, and I, I think don't think, can... I don't think the running back situation is as uh, next year is as dire as it's as it seems right now because you know you you have I, I think there's definitely a very clear path to restructuring and potentially extending Ezekiel Elliott to greatly reduce that number and then using that money to sign Pollard. Um, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see exactly what Pollard's going to command on the on on the market because. You know, he may not view his value the same as we do. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how that plays out. Well, the other thing is you want to talk about a saturated running back market next year. Holy cow. I mean, let's first of all, from what I know about the draft, at least a little bit, this is a really strong running back yeah. class with potentially two first-round running backs, which is pretty insane. I'm going to read you the running backs that are scheduled to be free agents next year. Saquon Barkley, he'll get paid. Josh Jacobs. Raiders declined his fifth-year option. He's like second in the NFL in rushing yards. Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert, Darrell Henderson, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Jeff Wilson, Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, Jamal Williams, Jarek McKinnon, James Robinson, Melvin Gordon, Rashad Penny, Kenyon Drake, D- Damian Harris, Dante Foreman, who's playing really well. Like There's running backs galore that are expected to hit the free agent market, plus a crop of 15 guys are going to get drafted. I think even if the Cowboys strike out on Pollard, I think you could sign somebody like, I don't know, Damien Harris for a couple million. And while you might not be as explosive, you're still going to get a pretty darn good player. I think no matter what, you're going to need two guys. You know, so yeah. whatever the solution is, you need two of them. So I, I you know, look, if it, if it was me, I, if I'm Tony Pollard, I would at least consider listening to an alternative type of deal that maybe can guarantee me, you know, some money for longer years, but like, you know, lesser money with, with a guarantee of reduced touches. So maybe it can extend my career. I don't know. Like I, I, I I honestly think that running backs in general should start listening to more non-traditional ideas about contracts, you know, because I think that it will end up helping them in the long term. but we'll see. So you don't think a running back should be interested in like a one-year fully guaranteed $6 million deal, even though it's not quite as sexy as like, hey, they got these long-term contracts, but getting just guaranteed money all up front? No, I don't, I don't think that there's a problem with that, but I think that, that if you 
if you do a couple too many of those in a row, you're you're never gonna get. That's all you will ever get, yeah. right? Like you, you, I think you can do that in a sense. Like, hey, I'm trying to uh, regain value to my brand. Like, I had an off year or something. Let me do a, a one year guaranteed front loaded deal. Uh, but I I I think that that if if you if you do that coming out of your your first, out of your rookie contract and then you do that again the next year, that's likely all that you're ever going to get. Like I, I don't know that you'll ever get an opportunity to kind of get any kind of long term stability. Which you know maybe that's what they prefer. Maybe these guys prefer to be kind of hired guns that go from team to team with the maximizing their cash. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe some some players don't don't view it that way. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the running back market this offseason because this is easily the most loaded free agent class that I've seen in a long time because I, I really don't think the Giants are going to give Barkley a big deal. I don't think the Raiders are going to sign Josh Jacobs, even though he's been a multi-time pro bowler with I think four straight 1300 yard seasons. It'd be really, really interesting. Um, last question here. This one from Jared. He wants to know what is your biggest worry going into Sunday's game? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's the thing. Is, as bad as Aaron Rodgers has been the last couple of weeks. It's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still Aaron Rodgers, and he's going up against a coach that he absolutely hates, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, did a, I did a little show last night with Peter from uh, Locked on Packers, just kind of quickly going over some kind of history of the Cowboys and Packers stuff. And, I mean, this everything my eyeballs tell me about the team that I watched – uh, play the Lions. Is, uh, that team's done, finished. They're they're three and six. They don't have an opportunity. Uh, they they uh, they didn't look good. They haven't looked good at any point really on offense this year. They they just they it doesn't look like it's happening. All of that is thrown out the window because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and we're talking about playing Aaron Rodgers. You know, so uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I do think that. There is something, and, and I've been trying to formulate this, and I, I don't know exactly how to put it into words, but I do think that there's something to the idea that Aaron Rodgers started his career, uh, you know, or at least began the the magical part of his career uh, against the Cowboys. Uh, uh, on, he got his first real kind of major start against the Cowboys. It would be fitting for him for the final, uh, 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 the end of the magic of Aaron yes. Rodgers in Green Bay to take place, uh, you know, against the Cowboys as well. And I, I don't anticipate that uh, Jordan Love is going to be getting the start this week or maybe even next week. But, I mean, honestly, I, the Packers should be considering it at a certain point. I understand that it, we'll see exactly what happens. But if, if, if the Magic doesn't come back for this game and a game that they have to beat us in order to kind of maintain their playoff hopes, for any, maintain any hope for the season – if they're not able to kind of turn it around and Aaron Rodgers isn't able to pull that magic out of wherever he pulls it from the dark dimension, I assume, uh, then I don't, I, I don't know that he's, I, I then he may be finished. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, do want people to remember that Dak has gone into Lambeau yeah. before and beaten Aaron Rodgers. He did it as a rookie, like his fifth or sixth start played incredibly well. Um, and that's, if you remember, Des didn't play in that game. He had a, yeah, a knee yep. issue. It was Terrence Williams and Lucky Whitehead and Cole Beasley, Beasley and Bryce Butler, and they went in and he outdueled Aaron Rodgers. So, and the Packers were be- were the better team that oh then. gosh yeah. much and much better than they are now. You know, yeah. Um, 
So it can be done. I know it yeah. feels like the Cowboys haven't beaten the Packers in a long time. It really hasn't been all that long. So I we'll see. It's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still the boogeyman for the Cowboy fans. But this is uh, this isn't like you're playing 2014 Aaron Rodgers. At least I don't think so. I, I think what we're what we're all doing, as opposed to being afraid of all this is that I actually feel very confident about this game, but I, the reason I'm hedging is because of Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Not, not, not because uh, I think that this team is, oh, maybe they it's could just, win. just he's done it to us before, right? Uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys should win this game. Look at the injuries of the Packers. Look at what's going on with the health. Look at every other aspect of this game except for the fact that it's Aaron Rodgers playing the Dallas Cowboys, and you will feel confident that they should win this game. The reason we are hedging is because we've seen this play before. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's just a much bigger game also for Green Bay, right? Like Dallas only really needs to win one of these next two road games, either at Green Bay or at Minnesota, and they'll be just fine. They'll get to seven and three, and they'll be right in the divisional hunt if the Eagles ever slip up. <laughs> All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you check out our show on YouTube. You can follow us over there, Locked On Cowboys. Follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow. Thanks, everybody.